Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. I'm Joe Rogan. Welcome to Fear Factor. Well, you're not Joe Rogan. No, I'm not. That's a lie. We love Joe. We do. Joe's not on the show today. No, so if, if anyone thinks we've got Joe Rogan interviewed today, not today. So you might have to try again next yeah, week. Just, so just a turn quick, off now. Quick disclaimer. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Doss and D. But we are talking about fear. We, we are. I'm excited for this one. We always say that. And your, your face wasn't happy when I just said excited again. But this is a great topic. It's a fantastic topic. And it's going to be pretty vulnerable. We, I, we had a good chat just... Just before, and we went and got our coffee this morning, as we do. And Scary. I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous, to be honest. Well, it's um, about fear, so you should be a little bit scared. Yeah. Well, just uh, for those wondering, Dawson D will be sharing their biggest fears and phobias later on in the show. So you're going to have to stay on board with us for the length of the podcast, and then you can hear the the real exclusive of what Daniel Shuler is uh, and Wade, and Wade Custison Custison, is yeah. very, very afraid of. And some of them is not what you would expect. No, well, commitment my, didn't make our list. That's interesting. What? What didn't? Commitment. <laughs> that didn't make that's, our list. So. No, well, that's a disclaimer. But it is, it is a fear. It definitely it is. is. We'll talk about that later, maybe. Hey, how's the week been, mate? How, how you been feeling this week? It's been a great week. Always has. Actually, some of the things I wanted to talk about come into our topics later. So I won't give everything away from our week just yet. But we got a coffee this morning, as we normally do, and we went to this cafe that a lot of influencers are talking about in this area of Hawthorne, Short Straw Cafe. Mm. And fair to say. I got the short straw, didn't you, I? You, you bloody did, I, w- yeah. I will say. It was to my amusement as well. Well, I, I loved it. Do you I, want to explain the story? Yeah, well, Fridays we go shopping in the morning and Doss had a spring in his step because as we're walking out the door this morning, Doss was like, I'm looking forward to a coffee. And I said, guess what, mate? It's my shout today. Doss was jumping. And, like I've never met a man that is so excited when it's somebody else's shout than Wade Doss Custis. I, I am the biggest tight ass. Of yeah. all time. Uh, yeah. we, we've covered the sausages last time. So we went and got a coffee and I paid and that's fine. Thank Doss, you. No, no worries, you paid tomorrow. Yeah. And we got in the car and in Doss's car, I, know, I like to rest my elbow on the, what would you call it? Or just you call it the middle compartment. The, the middle compartment of the car. But in Doss's car, it's really weird. Like it actually springs back. There's a little, there's a thing on that middle compartment that you can actually push it down and store a few items in oh. it. So... Daniel put or D, yeah. sorry, D puts all his weight on it when he's in the car, so it flips down, and and, and uh, <laughs> that happened this morning. And the coffee flipped up. I actually lost control of the coffee, not just held it and the co- spilled the co- it. The, the coffee was airborne for it, for a second, it did, there. and it flipped, and it landed on my shorts, which I'm still and wearing. And it landed on the floor of my car. Yeah, well, I'll clean that up for you. Mm. But these shorts, they've been seen a lot recently. They've seen the coffee stains yeah. and the whipped cream stains. from. And if you haven't seen the video, go to Dawson D's Instagram to watch that exclusive content. I was going to say, were you wearing those shorts that night when you tried to squeeze the tomato sauce on the meal? Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you weren't wearing those shorts, were you? No, but yeah, obviously I spilled things. Yeah, well, D, actually, I, we might have been having sausages. We were. And, uh, this is back when I, you know... The, I, I wasn't a vegan, yes. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegan. Oh, to those that are vegans... Good Good on you. You. I'm not a vegan. I'm doing a 21-day challenge. No meat. Amongst I think we were things. having meat. And um, <laughs> Dean went to put some tomato sauce on his snags. And you know when you are... When, you, when the tomato sauce has been sitting in the pantry for a couple of weeks since use and it builds up a bit of crust. Well, that little hole where the tomato sauce comes out, the crust... Squirts. Well, obviously that crust is blocking, you know, the, the, the air, liquid, the, the tomato the sauce... Airway. To go through its, you know, direct... Path. Of, path. Mm. And you've squeezed it so hard that it's actually... Going off to the side, all over yourself, all over the couch and the floor. Yeah, uh, I'm sick of cleaning. Yeah, and it, it's probably your fault because Doss is a messy eater. He rips when he when he opens a packet of something, he just rips it. Crap goes everywhere. Doesn't get cleaned up till later. Fantasy clean up, but it, you like to build it. I don't clean as I go. No, no, I clean as I go. So anyway, that's your fault. But apart from that, mate, very very good week. Speaking of cooking. Gee, have you cooked at all? No, I've got to say. you gave me shit a few weeks ago on this show. I've got to say thank you. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we all gave me crap for not being able to cook. And now I'm quite the... Uh, yeah, but who taught you? Well... Myself. No, Carrie Ann's recipes. To <laughs> <laughs> buy a cookbook, did you? <laughs> but uh, no. I'm wondering why you did subscribe to that YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, 
Yeah, so I've done all the cooking, no, so no, you owe me this week. I appreciate that. But I, I had a busy week and was doing a few things and, and you, you know, I appreciated that. So thank you. No, that's okay. Shit. So we've overcome the fear of cooking. So let's get into today's episode. What do you reckon? Mate, Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible Not the greatest segue, but it will work. Fear. There's so many things that we're fearful of as humans. Yes. Um, and, you know, to list off a few of them, let's fear of judgment, fear of regret, fear of speaking up. We're going to go through a lot of these and on top of that, talking about our own fears. But... It's such a great topic because it's so broad and so yeah. wide and there's pro- it's probably a great opportunity for everyone listening to acknowledge what they're currently feeling in their life, what they're going through and something that they might be afraid of or, or pushing back against because they don't want to do it because of fear. What, what one do we want to start with, mate? I think before we start, this just came to me, we don't have it in our notes, but do you want to talk for a second about why I believe fear is a good thing? I actually really do. Agree. A lot of people would say the word fear and look at it as a negative word. And of course, it has that meaning. But we've talked about this many times. But I feel like when you're on the verge of something great, there's always that bit of fear. Mm. Like whenever you're about to step out of your comfort zone, there's that little bit of fear that holds you back, just that smidge. But once you break through it, there's always something great. So I think fear is a very positive thing. For me, fear is actually a good way to measure that I'm on the right path or I'm about to do something that's good yeah. or against the grain. It's probably a better way to put it. And one thing to remember too, fear is a creation. Yeah. So we book. create the fear. Like yeah. everything around us, whether it's an experience, something that you might be fearful of, you're scared of heights, you're scared of flying, you're scared of driving, and whatever it is, mm. that's a creation that you know we've built up in our own head. That story, like you said, for a lot of people, the fear actually it can really dictate their life. And for you, yeah. fear obviously helps you. Like it, it kind of it makes you realize, hold on a minute, I've got a bit of bit of nerves here i'm a bit scared yeah this might be good for me yeah i think once you embrace fear as a good thing it becomes very exciting like when you know you're about to do something and you've got that feeling in your guts and, you, and it's just that little bit scary that's just to me now i get excited i want that feeling again it's that feeling of adventure and something new and comfort zone all the things we always talk about so yeah i love fear oh, well those well those things that you li- like and we'll list off more of them as we go on but there's also fear that is it revolves around tragedy and it revolves yeah. around heartache and heartbreak and loneliness and yes. that fear it's hard to actually see the positive in that that type of fear absolutely and we'll tackle those later but you know one of those fear of death is probably everyone's greatest fear mm. for a lot of people yeah. not everyone i'm not saying everyone listening is scared of dying but one of my biggest fears and i'll talk about that in more death like <laughs> in more depth later not death later and i'm looking forward to sharing that because it is something that i struggle with I think it's really good you brought that up because you're right. There's fears that are positives, but yeah, I wasn't even thinking along those lines. You're right. There's fears that there's reasons behind it and often it's linked to trauma mm. or perceived trauma. So it's we're probably going to get pretty deep. I mean, we'll have a laugh as always. We but love a laugh. We love a laugh, but this will get deep. So you ready to start? Should we jump in? I reckon. What do you want to start with? Let's start with fear of judgment. And your question to me is... <laughs> I was actually hoping you'd take I know. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, can look at me and he just knows. Yeah, we, we're we on cue these days. It's very good. Yeah. Um, fear of judgment. Well, I think the reason we'll start with this is because it's such a common fear for a lot of people. We're all afraid of being judged. We've talked about our body image days and what we went through and why we made a change. But all that was linked around fear of judgment. Like we talked about, and we laugh, we talked about the, what are they called? Rashies on the beach. <laughs> It's a fear of being judged by the people on the beach at looking at your body and caring so much about somebody else and your yeah. image. We talked off air about fear of being with other people, which is a really interesting one when you're almost embarrassed to be standing next to somebody or a situation that's evolving. Which is horrible. It really is, yeah. And I look at fear of judgment. So this this is my take on it. It's similar again to what I said before, but fear of judgment we create that because we think everyone is looking at us. So I did a post last week. No, I didn't. No, actually, it's in the works. I created it. It's not uploaded uh, yet. It's, so it's, it's, the master saved it to drafts. Yeah, the master saved that to drafts. But basically, it's called the spotlight effect. Yeah. So the spotlight effect is when you think there's a spotlight on you, every, everywhere you walk, everything you say, everything you do, every mistake you make, every decision made, you think that there's a spotlight on you. Everyone is watching you. That fear of judgment comes in like, oh, everyone's watching me. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. All you, all you that probably have a great job and are well-educated um, when it comes to managing your finances. But, you know, when Doss might go to a service station a few years ago and tap his card and it gets rejected and there's a line <laughs> of 10 people behind me, I freak out. Yeah. And I feel like an idiot and I felt like a loser. And you go, oh, my gosh, people, everyone's looking at me. Everyone's thinking, 
look at this pathetic bloke. He can't even afford the 50 bucks to go into his, you know, little Toyota Camry. Like, but no one is thinking that. Yeah. And when you put it this way, right? If you were to actually put yourself in the other person's shoes, us, say me, I don't walk around the streets judging people. I no, don't. I don't either. I don't have time to. I'm too worried about what I'm dealing with myself. Yeah. The stuff that's going on in my life. I don't have, for one, the energy. And two, I don't have the time yeah. to worry about what someone else... Yeah, maybe if someone was to trip over in the middle of the road, I might have a giggle. <laughs> but and maybe run and help them up if it's yeah, someone... Yeah, good. I'm glad of, you said that. You know, of you know, the older um, demographic. But I'll forget about it in 10 minutes. Yeah. But that person is going to be thinking about that all day. Yeah. Going, well, I would... Oh, that person thinks I'm an absolute idiot yeah you know and we just create the story i think that's the freedom of we talk about when you're in a place outside of your hometown or your home area because it's like if you ever go on holiday even if it's just interstate you just feel so free because you don't give a crap because you don't know anybody around you so often when you're overseas or you're interstate you're just you're just mucking around you're being you you do not care because it's almost like there's no repercussions there's no one that like we were laughing this morning we'll do it i'm not even going to say what but we're walking down the street and we did a for some reason, it amused us for five seconds. I oh, held your hand. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why it amused us, but it amused us. And we said, oh, well, good. We conquered that. And I thought, hang on. <laughs> this is my town. There's a footy club around here. And even though we think it's funny, it's clearly a joke for us. I'm like, I don't really want to explain myself. Like, <laughs> So it's like that fear. Of, there's already, there's always, like you said, spotlight, but there's somebody that you well, might. There's already speculation that we're both gay together. <laughs> and that, that wouldn't help. No. <laughs> We could squash those rumors. Yeah, we yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, so one thing we've been doing recently is we're on the TikTok train. People are going to cringe at that. Loving um, it. I love what we create. I don't love TikTok, but I, I understand the importance of it and the power behind it and, and having a lot of fun doing it with you. It's a, lot yeah, of, it's a pleasure. It is. It's a pleasure. It. Thank you. We are. We, we spent a lot of time filming them last week, didn't we? We do. But this is why, this is why it's really helped us. And this is what's really interesting is that We've made some pretty stupid videos. Not all of them have seen the light of the day yet, but we filmed something last week where we had to, we realized, oh, we need to both be in this shot. In a stupid TikTok video, suddenly we're like, we need somebody to film us. We don't know anybody around here like that well. We, so we said, all right, first person we see on the street, let's just go ask him. And Doss did. There was a uh, young woman. Oh, well, I heard the letter, some letterbox yeah. open next door. <laughs> Josh charged into somebody's front yard because he heard a letterbox. We're like, oh, there's no one outside. And then I just heard a little clink, clink and someone was clearly getting their mail. And I thought, D, someone's there. So I walked up the street a little bit and I said, excuse me, um, would you be able to take a quick video of us? And um, she goes, yeah, what for? And I was like, uh, a TikTok. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, okay. Like, it's fine. And then she did it and she gave it back and she had a giggle. And like, How was we, that? we walked inside and she probably forgot about it and... We got a great camera angle. But so. we've now embraced it. Doss did a dance down the street in the middle of the road. We wait for the cars to go past. But there were pe- pedestrians everywhere. And Doss just, Doss just danced down the street. He did the YMCA. If you haven't seen that, it's on our Instagram. Doss had a public set of lights. <laughs> I just, I, I thought, why not try this? I pulled out my phone and said, Doss, you might do the YMCA. And he just did. I didn't yeah. expect him to. So off he went and did it. And now, by doing those stupid little things, yeah. I, like, we don't give a crap in public anymore, do we? Nah. Tell me the story about your uh, jumper this morning. My jumper? Yeah, where you took your jumper oh, off. Oh, this is a good one. This and is a really I'm, good one. I'm sure if you've been someone who's self-conscious about your body, right? I remember always in high school and even like in more you know, recent years, even losing weight. Like yeah. I would always take my jumper off. I wouldn't do the old like double style. like just grab my jumper and pull it off and my shirt goes up and you know, it's easy. I would always try my hardest to keep my t-shirt down and get my jumper off while my t-shirt's covering my stomach. So no one could see my skin and my belly. I relate to that so and, much. And I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. Today, I was like, I was at the front of Albany. I was waiting for you. You were putting the trolley back. And I just, I just ripped my jumper off. <laughs> my, basically, my t-shirt only came off, you know. My, my whole chest and my stomach and my chest were being shown. And my t-shirt came back down. And I, it sounds stupid, but I was like, I really don't care. Yeah. It's like um, just little things you don't care about anymore. Yeah. It's really a great thing to overcome. Well, I think back to... It was, and it gets put up on Instagram by people sometimes. And it's, are you really going to let, because of the cellulite on your legs or the, you know, the love handles you might have at this time of year, are you really going to not go jump in the water with your friends and miss out on that opportunity, that amazing experience yeah. just because of that? Yeah. When no one cares? Yeah. That's, it's amazing. What are you doing, it? mate? Like, go and enjoy it. You're missing out. Yeah. 
it's really funny you say that. I remember as a kid, I just remember this, when we used to go to the beach and as, as we talked about, the 10, 12-year-old days, chubby. And it had the rashy as well. And I remember always... Rashy, remember, rashy and chafing. That were the two yeah. well-known, stories. I guess, stories with Doss and D when yeah. they were younger. Everyone loves them. But we were... I remember being on the beach and I remember just thinking, oh, I can't wait till I'm like 40 and no one cares anymore how you look. Because you feel like as a 10-year-old, a 10-year-old. Now I look back and I'm like, no one cares. No one gives a <laughs> shit. But as a 10-year-old, I'm like, oh, I need to have a good body as a 10-year-old. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I can't wait till I'm like 40 and no one cares anymore. Like, it's just... Dad bod. Yeah, you just embrace well, it. Well, that is also another thing. Like, it's more accepted mm. for older guys to... Oh, he's, I'm an old fella. Like, I'm not old fella. I'm older. I've let myself go. And women too. And, and women too. Like it's okay. And no one, it's like that for all ages. I don't look at someone who's maybe a bit chubby or, or and it's the same with people who maybe be self-conscious about how skinny they are. Yeah. You know, I've spoken of guys who, you know, it's walking into the gym and not wanting to wear a singlet because yeah. your arms are so skinny. I've never had that. I've had the opposite issue, which was like, I didn't want to wear a a singlet because I wanted to wear a baggy t-shirt that made me look less yeah. fat. Like, yeah. But a lot of guys are self-conscious and females are self-conscious about how thin they might be. Exactly. And there's the other one too of being afraid of lifting incorrectly because you don't actually know. Yeah. And you're trying to learn off YouTube videos or what you've seen quickly and, and you just want to get through a set really quick because you're afraid that you're lifting it wrong and everyone's looking at you and laughing. Like these are just, like you said, it's a great word you use, creation at the start because it, it is. Yeah. So I love that gym analogy because I just think back to me oh, it's doing, so relatable. doing like a, for example, it might have been like a pin machine, you know, those pin yeah, machines. Yeah. And I can't remember what, it might have been a leg press and I couldn't get the pin out. It was like, I felt like everyone was looking at me trying to get this pin out and I couldn't get it out. And I generally had to ask someone, this was like when I first started, I was like, hey, can you help me do this? Like, and he got it out, no dramas, put it on a much lower weight. And I just thought, oh my gosh, he now thinks I'm an idiot. Yeah, and he would have forgotten about it. He would, he would have went, yeah, no worries, mate. Here you go. Bang. Done. Done. Why I love this one is once you kind of overcome it, and you might not ever fully, fully overcome well, it. Why do you think you and I have kind of overcome it now? It's a good question. I think because we're just so comfortable in what we're doing, and it's taken a while. We sort of had in the fear of speaking up section we talk about later, but I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on our podcast when we went out and now we're not afraid to really tell people what we do when we used to kind of hide away from it. And now you and I have been so much more conscious just to tell people, especially around here where we live, when we're doing, when we're filming videos and when we're getting, whatever it is, when it's something to do with podcasts related. We're not trying to hide our phone when people are walking past. No. And, and people know. say, well, why? And we tell them, oh, we actually have a podcast. And even though we laugh, say, I don't know if it sounds like we're wankers or whatever. Yeah, but we're, we're kind of, Bloating about it. Is that a word? Bloating? Gloating. Gloating. <laughs> He's got the body image stuck in his oh, head. Oh, yeah. Bloating. <laughs> Bloating. <laughs> Gloating, I mean. Gloating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Well, but, we explained what happened the other day. We were filming a yeah. video and... Well, Josh was on the... Josh was on the... Um, the bonnet I was going to say the hood of the... That's American. Yeah, the bonnet of the car. Holding an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, holding it. There was no air fryer. He was holding an air fryer box. <laughs> pretending there was an air fryer. And filming a stupid video. And uh, this lady that lives in our apartment block, she walked out and we just got chatting. And I can't remember what she said, but we got... Well, I, I remember you saying, do you want to keep going? I said, yeah. Yeah. Kept it going. Yeah. And you didn't care. And then she kind of asked us. And then we said, oh, yeah, we, we're just filming for this. We're filming for TikTok. She's like, oh, I love TikTok. We're like, yeah, follow us. And she followed us there and then. And then uh, we said, well, actually, we have a podcast. We've been doing this thing. And she followed the podcast. And she said, I'll listen. So yeah. I hope she might listening. be listening now. So yeah. shout out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's going back to your question about overcoming it. I think the more you embrace it, the less you give a crap. So I was walking with my sister a couple of days ago down the street. And I was being an absolute idiot because I was just in a stupid mood. And she was so embarrassed. And it was Pippi because Ali, Ali listens every week She's and shout out to Ali she's such a great supporter of ours I she never is. give her enough credit she's so th- I'm say big thank you right now but um, I was walking with Pippi and Pippi was so embarrassed by what I was doing and she's like why are you doing I'm like I just do not give a crap like there was cars everywhere I was dancing I was singing I, was, I don't know it's just like I'm at a stage now where I'm just I'm more comfortable with myself and what I'm doing and where I'm going and who I am that I just literally don't care anymore people like I think of my dad as a kid dads can be embarrassing yeah. I don't know if anyone else's dads have, were embarrassing. You look back at what was embarrassing at the time and you go, that really wasn't that bad. For example, I would be so consumed and swept up by that feeling of embarrassment that I, I couldn't enjoy whatever I was doing, whether yeah. it was 
where we're out at a concert or we were at the footy or even if it was, for example, walking, dad dropping me off at school and getting out and saying, please don't toot. And he would toot. And I'm like, everyone's looking at me now. No one was looking. No one. And I look back now, I'm like, I bloody love that my dad did that. I know. You know, or we'd be going to the footy and, or to, we'd go into the wrestling, like yeah, we went to the wrestling. One. You know, he shouted out, the wrestler's name was Alberto. <laughs> Come on, Alberto. Like, you know, like, dad, shut up. Why, why do we think as like 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds that we have such an image to uphold and we're celebrities and so important, like walking to school and we're scared of getting tutored. Now I want to be tutored because I'm like, oh yeah, some, someone I know re- recognises me. <laughs> you realise the uh, power, of, power of clout when people uh, recognise you. Clout. Yeah, not that sounds. You know what I mean. People that recognise. Yeah. You. Before we jump on to like that next fear, but public speaking is one a lot of people struggle with. Mm. I only bring this up to try and let people listen and, and relate to this because public speaking, some people honestly are more fearful of public of more fearful of that than they are of death. Yeah. It is the most. It's the scariest thing they could possibly think about, like standing up in front of a room and having to to either speak to a large audience or just multiple people. Even in a meeting with 10 people, some people really do. It, it just can really consume them before some, it. Yeah, some people like, find that harder. Yeah, smaller, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you and I, we can like share that. We're, we're both pretty, we're okay in that area. I think also because we've been forced to from both our dads in terms of, you know, in terms of the event management industry yeah. and the businesses they ran, like you're helping them out and you're doing jobs for them. And you're, we both eventually worked in the companies like, You've just had to learn to do it. Yeah. And lead Whereas, in, yeah. yeah, lead. And now, actually, oh, I embrace any opportunity I get to stand up in front of a crowd and speak because I'm like, no, I want to own it. Was it ever scary for you? Definitely. Yeah. And I still do. Like, I still, I still do get nervous before it. You might not get nervous. But I, still, I do get a little bit, yeah. I de- definitely get nervous. Sometimes, like, before I'm, like, when I, say, had to do a presentation for work, even at an event you're doing the greetings and the housekeeping and like just almost like emceeing it and trying to just yeah you know that's obviously a bit scary and you're getting mm. into stuff up but at the same time i would often just think no one really cares yeah like i use the word creation we are we're, i'm creating this like i if i'm sharing something that's going to help someone when i'm up there talking i'm not focusing on like how i'm going to impact those people i'm focusing on the negative of it yeah if that what makes go sense. wrong yeah, yeah. absolutely i i I, I didn't love it at school, public speaking. Like that's when I remember doing presentations. But I think for me, it wasn't that I was afraid of getting up in front of people. It was probably because I was always underprepared and I didn't study and I didn't... Come didn't on, Dee. Was... Come on, Dee. No, but that's probably what it was. Like, Did you pay Rich to do your homework again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've all talked about that. Um, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that was... I think that's a fear. It's like being... That's a fear of mine, like being underprepared. Like exams, like university or school. Like you know that feeling going into an exam where you've studied... And you're confident and you know the feeling going in when you haven't looked at it and your heart's racing and it's because you're like, okay, I'm going to get what I deserve here. Well, I, I loved exams. I was always the last one in the exam room, yeah, wasn't it I? Takes, yeah, <laughs> it used to be annoying. would be waiting for Doss. Doss would wait till the very last minute. There'd be no one left and he'd be still thinking. I'd still at, be writing. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't know why it took you so long. Neither. Yeah, Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me thinks. No, it was, yeah, well, that's a good one. I think a lot of people, like you said, it's a very relatable one, public speaking. Even to another extent, like getting your phone out, we've had to learn to embrace this. You pushed me to do this. Get your phone out when you're in public walking. You're very good at walking and talking on like Instagram or something like that and sharing to your community. To a degree, it's still public speaking. You're still Mm. putting yourself out there, but it's also just the people that are walking by me on the street or driving past, they care that I'm clearly talking like no one cares like i see people doing that and they're probably on facetime when i when you say that i just think whenever i'm in that situation and i'm got my phone up and i'm walking down the street and i'm videoing myself talking to the camera no one around me knows who i am i could quite possibly to them be oh he must be a really famous <laughs> influencer but that's what i try and tell myself yeah because i'm like they don't care then. that's a good mindset that's not necessarily my mindset when i'm doing it but i'm i'm like it's a disservice if i don't do it because i've got what I've got the message and the mission that I want to share. If I don't do it, I'm not setting the example that I want to set. Yeah. Which is owning the day, owning the now, not caring what anyone thinks. I think it's, it's easier said than done, but... But I think it's really good you said that because we're not 
today giving you five tips on how to overcome public speaking. You know, breathe in, breathe out, do this, do that. No. Like, we're not doing that, but... Imagine the audience in their underwear. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing there, stage is bare, in my in underwear, underwear, without any hair. <laughs> Elvis Presley. Yeah, come, um, on, come on, King. Yeah. What, one of the things that I think is a really good tip for people and what we can get out of this and what I get out of it just listening to you is, like you said, it's changing that attitude and you, you're saying, okay, I'm doing myself a disservice by not doing it. So you're almost flipping the fear of doing it into... We spoke about this on an earlier podcast. Write down on one side everything you'll get out by doing this task or this goal or whatever and on the other side everything you miss out on if you don't do it. And Mm. I think flipping that fear into, okay, now I'm fearing I'm missing out, opportunity, growth. Well, that that ties in perfectly to the fear of regret. Yeah, let's do it. If I don't do that, if I don't get on that plane and go to America or go to Europe. Not that we can anymore, but that's what we dream about. Oh, we will about. be very, very shortly. That's all we dream about, don't we, D? Yeah. Taking Dawson D abroad. Thank you, Qantas, for saying December. And if it is, we'll be out. Fingers and toes yeah. crossed. <laughs> if you don't do that thing that you want to do, you've got that mission or that real itch or yeah. scratch and you just want to scratch it. But you're thinking, oh, I better not scratch that or do that because yeah. oh, what will my mum think or what will my friends think or what will my aunties think and my neighbors you're gonna get there later and go why didn't i do that it proves how much we're driven by society oh, no, and no. our influence and like it, it actually just by having this conversation it proves to me how much our lives are dictated by just fear mm. alone and all these pressures and all for me regret is my biggest fear is it 100 and then people say oh what have you done in your life that you really regret and there's apart from a couple of tiny little things that can be fixed there's not i don't have anything in my life that i'm like i really regret that mm. even the most embarrassing things and stupid things and the mistakes i've made and yeah i've made some mistakes recently that's landed me into some hot water but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't go into that but no. i don't, still don't regret it because it's it's like again I try to flip it, okay? What have I learned? I know it sounds cliche, but it does work. If you say, okay, what have I learned from this? How can I improve? I know you say fear of death. Mine's at deathbed. So mm. it's lying on my deathbed and it's too late. And I'm like, what did I not? I'm not I feel like I'm going to be not thinking about what I did in my life. But it's like, I didn't go here. I didn't see this. I didn't give this a try. There's so many things. We talk about uh, the time clock and what is the right time or the wrong time. And th- there's no such thing as that. Everyone's time clock is different. And we need to get all give ourselves grace in the position we are all in right now in our yeah. life. And understand and just believe and trust that, hey, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. You don't have to do things because other people tell you to do things. Yeah. But you can also... You might want to chase after that dream or start that business or go skinny dipping or learn guitar or go to Oktoberfest in Germany, which is one of the things I would love to do. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, I didn't see that coming, but well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> if my sister thinks, wait, don't start that business or don't, why would you do that course? Or Because I want to. Yeah. It's, it's just something that's building, oh, that's building up inside of me. I just want to do it. Like... I think if you don't do those things and make those... Because we think too much. We, we, we love to plan and we love to be in control, which is fine. We love control and we love stability. Mm. But sometimes it's okay to go off track and yeah. just jump down a road that you don't know where it's going to take you. But just do it. like Because it could lead to an amazing view or it could lead to an absolute shit view. But then you can just ride back to the other road again. Exactly. Like... At least you know. Yeah, That's the you've tried it. Like, exactly. And that comes back to that regret. Like you might later on go, gee, I wish I opened that door and looked through that door and seen what was there, but I left that door closed because I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. Exactly. But the door next to me, I knew what it was going to be, which was safe. It was A, B, C, and D. You get to your deathbed, like you say, and you go, I wonder what really was behind that door. Yeah. I wish I just opened it and had a look. Or tried, yeah, 100%. I can it, see it's making you, you know. Oh, it... it it's exciting me because yeah. I, I love this topic. Mm. It comes back to curiosity. And for me, it's if you go down a road and you find out, okay, it wasn't for me, at least you know. People say, oh, do you regret going to uni? That's an interesting one. It's a ripper. And part of me goes, yeah, it's kind of, I've wasted money and I've wasted time. And yeah, I did a sports science degree like a basic white boy, which <laughs> <laughs> which, which, at the end of your degree is nothing really. Right. And, and mate, to be honest, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have fitted in that field because you're not bored. So, because <laughs> every every sports scientist at every professional sports club is bald. We love when we go to a sporting event and we watch, like, say, the soccer and the substitutes warming up on the side. 
doesn't matter. There's the bloke that's always leading him down the chart. Yeah, the high always, performance guy. He's always bored. Yeah, yeah. AFL soccer must tennis. be stressful. Yeah, <laughs> must be. It must be <laughs> very stressful. <laughs> that's so funny. But, but yeah, yeah, uni. Okay, part of me goes, yeah, well, bit of a waste of time. But then you got to take out okay, all the positives from doing it. And I know I did it because I thought it was the right thing to do. Like we talk about the natural progression, and at some stage I've got to get out of this shitty job. And what's my way out? Well, it's education and through uni. And what am I remotely interested in? Okay, well. I'll pick sport and mm. go down this path and it really I didn't do any research I just thought I had to go to uni and what can I do I mean there was plenty of positives that proved that I could study if I need to and learn and, and you'd learn, you'd you'd experience. Learn, you learn a lot of stuff experience meet people all that kind of stuff wouldn't say no women wouldn't say, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's silly not, not related at all <laughs> no. we've been watching the in-betweeners a lot lately and yeah just throw that in there <laughs> we can't stop quoting it can we no. well can I ask a question did you get pulled up by like people around you friends family Saying, just finish the degree. Oh, yeah. Like, just finish it so you've got it. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my... You don't have to do it. Like, I love this saying. It's like, people think they when, they... when they go after something, they need to give it a go for X amount of time. For two, three, four years. Mm. When, in reality, within the first six months, they know it's not for them. Yeah. But they've already committed. So, they yeah. think that, oh, I can't pull out now. It's too late. Yeah. Mate. It's never too late. And how do you know that chocolate's your favourite ice cream flavour? <laughs> but you've never tried Choc Mint, which I highly recommend you try it because it's one of my favourites. If you don't try Choc Mint, how do you know it's not your favourite? Yeah. By doing that one degree uh, or jumping in and doing one semester or something, straight away you know, this ain't for me. Mm. This ain't for me at all. I know from just testing the waters, go try something else. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. It's such an important message because we get driven down our throats all the time about, you know, you have to show that you're committed. And we talked about commitment a couple of weeks ago. I agree. If there's something you're truly passionate about, commitment is such an important factor. You need to be committed and consistent. We talk about it all the time. But like you said, there's, for me, in, in the university space, I knew that I wasn't going to use it. I had no interest. I didn't want to do it anymore. It truly wasn't out of laziness or anything. I just knew I was going down a different path and I needed to put my time and I was. I was already putting all my time Money. into other areas. Twenty yeah, that was another thing. I'm like, do I really want to spend twenty K for a piece of paper that's going to prove and then I'm like, cool, I've got to And not use it. Yeah, and here's my certificate, I proved that I did it. And some people would argue it's a great trade to have is that you prove that you finished what you started and i agree to some degree if you're gonna work in that field exactly or if it's important to you so in a very long-winded way it comes back to okay well i know that if i didn't at least try and go down that path and i probably would have always thought well what if i went and studied and i ended up becoming sports scientist at liverpool and, and i was bored and you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would have been you yeah been bored yeah. as a bloody yeah. egg <laughs> but that's the thing. So that's where it comes. That for me, it's always like, okay, well, you may as well give things a go and try it. And like you said, the ice cream analogy, that's not my strong suit because I'm very, when it comes to food, I know what I like and I don't like to venture too far off that. Well, you have of recent times, so I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Still can't do spice. That's okay. Do you think this affects fear of regret? Do you reckon it eats people up? Do you reckon people get stuck on this whole idea that there's something in their life they've regretted and now they're stuck on it and they can't get past it? And if so, is there a way you'd recommend to get out of it i think we all come across a situation where we will look back so someone that struggles with anxiety to me anxiety is worrying about what's going to happen so the future that i don't know like the uncertainty of i don't i don't have control over that and looking in the past and thinking i wish i changed something worrying about what happened but in the moment i'm never you're never anxious about the now yeah it's always about what will happen or what did happen and I think quite often, I know I do, is I look back at certain situations and we had a great chat the other night. Yeah. As I, f and as I think about past experiences and regret how I've acted in an experience. Yeah. Dee D and I had an amazing chat um, last week and it just, I don't know how it stemmed, but Dee came into my room. Nick Rewalt. <laughs> yeah. Dee was reading the Nick Rewalt autobiography and came into my room and he's like, mate, I just finished it and mate. It was amazing and talked about one of the chapters which was leadership and mm. um, different types of leadership styles and leaders that he you know played under or then we just got talking about vulnerability and then we got to sh talking about shame how shameful i've felt in the past around certain experiences in my life and one of those was when my dad was sick and like i was 21 years old my dad sick with cancer and going and hanging out with my friends for a couple of hours instead of being with my dad for those two hours and later on feeling like now feeling regretful going i could have spent that two hours with my dad 
but I was 21 and it was a couple of hours or it might have been a day but I was back with him that night and I even worked through that with my counsellor today we spoke about that so I feel so much still eating you up yeah it's still eating me up and there's a lot of deeper of course things like we spoke about and I won't share those but I think regret is it's okay to a certain extent does that answer the question yeah no I think I think it was really great the way you answered it and mate, I think we're actually going to bring up that conversation. We won't go too deep into it shortly, but we are going to talk a little bit about that because it's actually a lot of power in what we spoke about and we'll get to that shortly. But that's so interesting what you say about the shame eating you up because, you know, I know a lot of people feel very similar to that situation and it's something that can sit with you forever. And yeah, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get into it now. So let's talk about, we've got a fear here that I'm sure a lot of people deal with and it's a fear of speaking up. And we've got a lot of categories here. Big ones. Where do you want to start? The f- fear of speaking up, it's probably something that especially guys, men are struggling with, or men and women, but men in particular, it's just, it's well documented and well known just over the course of life. Jared, who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago from Tomorrow Man, you know, spoke about how from such a young age at school we remember the girls sitting in a circle and telling each other about what's going on and you know just sharing and but being together in this yeah. circle connecting and but the boys would be running off and chasing each other and bloody you know trying wrestling. to wrestle <laughs> and kick the footy and you know just be guys we were trying to become tag team champions yeah, school, we were. We? yeah yeah ladder match <laughs> just picturing you on top of the ladder trying to get that title <laughs> yeah, with a shaved head <laughs> <laughs> but I struggle with I know I struggle with speaking up For starters When we say speaking up Speaking up doesn't always mean Struggling with mental health as well No This is like some of these We're gonna Some of these topics Are so hard to bring up Because you're, I'm fearful of oh, What are people gonna think about Yeah me? Back so to fear of judgement really The first one I'm gonna read it out There we go Porn Hit it me yep. why, why Like Why don't we talk about it and it's mm. something I've personally struggled with, watching porn. I've probably considered myself to sometimes watch it too many times. Like, it's funny, but it's real. And yeah. I, want, I know a lot of guys can relate to this. Oh, and sure, I've spoken yeah. to a few blokes about yeah. it. But we don't want to talk about it because it's, well, why do we need to talk about it? Mm. But it is an issue. Yeah. In terms of what porn is, yep. the industry itself and how terrible it is and, and why we continue to watch it. Mm. But secondly... Our creation of what sex should be is based, for especially young guys, is through watching that, which is not real. Yeah. And my fear of speaking up about that is so many young guys might be doing the wrong thing or doing yeah. something yep. that they probably shouldn't be because they were watching something which they think is normal. Yeah. It's it's such a deep topic. We, we, we will do a podcast about it one day because it, it's just so much to unpack in that. But in what you're talking about, it's like you said, it's like, okay, well... How do you normalize a conversation about maybe struggling with it as well as we can normalize porn and like maybe that's not a good thing to do to make it normal and everybody it's accessible like it's it, look it's a very it's a, again it's a touchy topic because people sit on different areas of it but whenever it comes to porn or even sex in some societies for whatever reason it is we're told that it's wrong and it's bad and it, and it comes back to that word shame there's so much shame attached to it I get shameful bringing it up yeah you know knowing that all right, well I've struggled with it yeah. I've got close friends who have opened up to me that have struggled with it yeah but it's about opening up and knowing that it's hey if I've struggled with it it's okay I don't want to say that I was ever addicted but I probably have been like and I it's horrible saying it because you think oh my family listened to this and like blah blah yeah. blah it's, it's, hard. it's, it's, it's really shameful but at the same time I want to share that to know that the fear of speaking up is real about stuff like this because I'm, I'm sure, I'm certain that there are other guys and females listening to this of course. that go, I'm hearing this and I connect and relate. Exactly. And if we don't speak about it, then how do you overcome it? If, if, if it's one of the areas, it's like, okay, there's some great things that are changing in the world. So now with mental health, right? Maybe 10 years ago or 15 or 20 years ago, you couldn't speak up and talk about it and couldn't say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You might get teased or laughed at or just shun away. See... Just because it's porn and it's something that's different and we don't talk about it, then what happens when somebody's struggling with it? Whether it's you or anybody else. And how, who are they supposed to go no to? No one knows who what they, to say. Yeah, yeah, how are you supposed to even open the conversation? How do you talk about it? How do you put your hand up if you feel like you're going to be shamed for saying it? So firstly, it's very brave. You, you've spoken up. Well, I shared a post a couple, like nearly two weeks ago. I'm on this 21-day challenge. Mm. And it's a, like a 21-day challenge for myself um, and trying to overcome 
habits but also yep. create new ones and and test my body and, and mind and, and my discipline so like it's yep. 21 days did i already mention on the podcast no. so i'm doing 21 days vegetarian 20 so no meat 21 days no porn 21 days filtered water only and then 21 days of no refined sugar so no, mm. no lollies chocolate and i'm loving it like yeah. tart it's a challenge and you know you're keeping me accountable and it's it's great yeah last week what was it yeah josh wanted prawn dumplings yeah and i, I said that's is I that vegetarian prawn, you're like well it's fish. fish it's fish is it well it's a meat and then I, in the end i'm like sorry mate and you're like no i appreciate it yeah. <laughs> it helped me and I, and I got the vegetarian option yeah so, and they were and bloody delicious fantastic I might get some tonight had 10 of them really yeah i might get some tonight yeah it might be a good idea mm. and obviously it makes it good for us we've got each other to keep each other accountable yeah but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's tough because, like you said, we don't have the answers, and we don't know which way to go and how to even start. So it's again, look. You're, at least you're being a role model and you're speaking up. And now the challenge is, if people, other people are struggling with it, is to come and speak and, and talk and let's open up. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's something that's so normal in society. It's normal from the ages of. Well, it's getting younger. Well, can you remember the first time you watched porn? Um, How old you were? I was older to it, and that's because, that's because I did not have hey, access. Porn doesn't, porn doesn't mean internet; it can also mean magazines. So, oh well, yeah. As, well, of course, as a massive thrill as like a nine or ten year old when you somehow stumbled across a porno mag. Uh, <laughs> love to say, love to say. Can you share, want to share that story? What, what, when was it? When I turned eighteen and we went to the book bar? <laughs> yeah, Josh turned eighteen, so it's our first day being legal. What do you do? We buy a porn mag. I mean, that is. I feel that embarrassed. That is so childish. <laughs> and, uh, and it was terrible. Playboy wasn't full it? of adverts, advertisements. Yeah. Wasted. Yeah, no wonder that industry died. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no. I think look, it's a thing that, like you said, we'll we'll, we'll actually do it. Well, let's let's do an episode on yeah. porn, and then we can talk about our yeah. We'll talk about our top five categories. Top. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. No, we're, we are. We're, no, we're not kidding. No, yeah. we're not kidding. Yeah. Exclusive. Pay us, and we'll tell you. But yeah, so we'll keep moving on with speaking up because again, like you and I, this conversation you alluded to earlier, we talked about. We actually talked about religion. Like we went really deep. Again, it's mm. another subject that it's hard to talk about. And you actually said to me, you're like, it's actually nice to have this conversation totally sober. And yeah, I know. I said that. Yeah, and it's. Well, I said to you, I, I have, I don't have many mates that I can have this conversation with, without having a beer. Yeah, I can. I know I can hold a conversation like this and feel comfortable, but like you don't really drink. A lot of my mates do. It'll get to a night out, and it takes a night out and a taxi ride home and like get into bed and have these chats then. Yeah, because you're feeling guilty. Why can't we have them now? Which we did and it was amazing. And I think this is the thing. I think it's so, you know, there's so much in this this category of speaking up and, you know, we don't need to talk about what we spoke about, but it's just, again, it's having, you know, why why are we afraid to actually, probably the better question is, why are we afraid to enter deeper conversation? Why are we afraid to talk about things that scare us? Like how often do you actually sit down with your friends and talk about, Hey, to be honest, this situation right now scares the shit out of me. Nobody says that. No. Like we, jo- we, we all joke. Yeah. So whenever something's happening that scares everybody, we joke about it and we make memes or we laugh, but nobody says, hey, I'm actually really scared. Mm. And that's speaking up. One of the things that, again, and like the reason we even started that deep conversation the other night was because this is really deep. It's like you talked about you and I handle situations differently. Mm. So you, you spilled your guts out. Well, share me. it, share yeah, it. Yeah, so as you mentioned earlier, you talk about we talked about the shame where you told what you were struggling I had with my, i had a dream with my dad yeah in it and then i shared my shame to you and i said you know i've been thinking about that and you're talking to your counselor talking to my counselor started, yeah. yeah and as you shared that i was sitting there in my heart i was feeling that feeling of like it's like inside you's on fire because i'm like wow like i you, you, i was so in the moment and you took me to this place i'm like i know i've been to such a not the same situation but a very similar situation where i feel very connected to you and after you shared, my initial reaction to you was, hey, I've experienced the same thing. And then I continued to share. And that's my way of sometimes sympathizing is to actually connect and share if I've been in a similar situation. Yeah. But for you, that's not the way you... Interpreted that. No, or- no, that's not the way you sympathize. For you, you need someone... You said to me, and we had this conversation, it's like you actually need someone to just hold off that for a second, sit with you and just feel the moment and say mate that's that sucks that's really shit like yeah. not have an answer yeah. just just feel it was hard for you to bring that up yeah well because i didn't want to offend you yeah because i know i know you weren't trying to offend me but it was to me it was i said to you it was like it was like you didn't acknowledge it it was mm. like i relate mate and shared your experience yeah which is your way of 
it's connecting and understanding each other whereas for me it was like yeah our experiences were similar but they're very different yeah i've lost my dad your dad's still here but they were both like the experience was similar in yeah. the hospital and that shame feeling that we talked about and i said to you i was like i need you to watch if i'm feeling that like sadness and vulnerability and like i put my heart out to you and i just shared that with you i need you to just go i don't know what to say wade but all i'm gonna say is mm. fuck when you were explaining that to me it made me just hurt for you and yeah. I, it sucks and i'm sorry like it's just shit mate yeah not oh i can so relate like and share your experience it's a, like that bringing that up was hard yeah like and i said that to you i'm like mate this is really hard for me to bring up but it it was so amazing after it. We had then, we probably launched into what, two hours? Yeah. Of like super, really deep conversation about, and then it, we, we went down all these other rabbit holes. We firstly... Talking about religion. and Yeah, about, yeah. You know. But it was great because it's like, okay, what well, we both, we both walked away and we learned that if you pour your heart out like that, I need to react differently. But when I pour out my heart, you might have to react differently because that's what we need in those moments of... Mm trauma or stress or anxiety or whatever it's like in, it's like in a relationship we're in a relationship <laughs> essentially you need yeah. to know your coping mechanisms yeah and like what your partner needs in a relationship <laughs> 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 i need to know what d needs and you know he's a housemate relationship co-host um wink, wink. but we do but that's and what i loved is now we it just it was a really healthy thing to it do was. and that's and even just talking about it, you feel like even now, I don't know if you feel the same. Our relationship, I feel, is it was already very good. But now I'm just like, I feel like I can just tell you anything. Yeah, and we can we can help each other through. So, but that's again, it's a fear of a lot of people. And when it actually launched into, when we kept talking, was that we went down this rabbit hole of, have you had times in your life where something's really annoying you or, and you have not spoken up and you've let it bottle up and bottle up? And we both like, and then we just started sharing. Yeah, this happened once and that happened once and this happened. And we're like, everybody else does the same thing. I know with whoever I've lived with, whether it's my parents or other people, whatever, there's always little things that, and you just keep quiet and you let it bottle. Sweep and bottle. them under the rug. Yeah. Don't acknowledge them. It'll pass. And then we just discovered, we're like, all right, from now on, not that, not that we even had Doss, can you please clean up the cereal? <laughs> <laughs> but we can just like, now we can just like express how we feel. And if someone's not, interpreting something the way the other one is or whatever we can then just speak up and say hey mate i actually need you in this situation can you i need you to do this or i need you to sympathize like this and i think it's just a really powerful thing and i'd love to encourage people that it's almost fear of hard conversations do you reckon mm. oh that's mate hard conversations why do you th they're called hard conversations yeah. for a reason conflict conflict is something i've struggled with all my life one of those is saying no. To say no creates conflict in my eyes. Like I'm like, if I say no, it's going to create a disalignment or an unalignment. Like, so they're going to look at me now and go, oh, he said no. Going to create friction. Like, mm. it's not true. And that comes back to then the people pleasing. So conflict, I've really struggled with that, especially in my past relationships too. Like it's something I got, I've gotten so much better at. I've gotten better at that because I've brought things up and acknowledge things like i shared with you stuff with yeah. my ex-girlfriends the other day and you're like what happened i was like mate it's <laughs> i ended the relationship like <laughs> um yeah. you know like years and years ago and but because i didn't want to have hard conversation it's a very freeing feeling having that conversation like we walked away the other night we actually just said that was a great conversation we're gonna sleep well yeah. yeah like it was really exactly it was like it's freeing to be able to go down that path and speak up and yeah i've i mean i'm now's not the time but yeah i've had experiences similar where it's like where something's bothering you and you really don't want to bring it up and then you just do it and it's scary and it sucks and it's like when you're waiting all day to tell somebody something yeah. and, it, and it sits with you all week and you're waiting and you're wait, you're playing out the situation a million times it's horrible but once you do it and somebody reacts and listens to you it's just i think about someone like giving someone the ass like if someone's yeah. giving someone the lemon and sass uh, that means a sack very international yeah that's listeners. the sack <laughs> like I'd be thinking about that all day. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna hurt their feelings. I'm gonna yeah. shatter them, shatter their dreams and their hope. Like, I'm just gonna break them, and then you worry about it all day. It's part of life. It's, it's reality. Mm. But and that's the conflict. We have, we have to learn to to deal with it. And but look how much look how much comes out of it. Like yeah. We just move through and bang. You're stronger and you're better. And it's tough, but it's good. We'll get shortly into our fears and phobias, as we promised. Our final kind of semi-serious one is fear of failure. Mm. And I think we've kind of covered this a little bit, so we won't talk too much about it. But is this something you deal with? I know a lot of people do, but do you? Fear of failing? Used to. I used yeah. to deal with that. Not so much anymore. 
I've now got to a point like we like we shared. We're so comfortable within ourselves that to me that fear of failing comes under the banner of fearing what other people think because the idea of failing in front of someone else that's what I was always scared of. Yeah. It was never actually failing the task. Yeah, it was failing the task in front of other people. So I was always afraid if I fail in front of my boss, I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah, something my dad asked me to do and I failed at it. I'm a terrible son. It's more the judgment that I'm scared of. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's like for me, what it sounds like is that we, we, we've proved it nearly every topic we've talked about that the initial fear that we write down and we've typed down in our notes is that that's not actually the fear. There's another fear underlining that. Yeah, that's basically it. What and about you with failure? <laughs> no, I, I, I used to be, yeah. Now now I don't. I don't. I'm not scared of failure at all. Actually, I've got to such a part of my life which I think... For a long time, I always tried to push against it and thought, oh, there's got to be a way I can get everything right without failing. I was just going to say, well, that probably comes with, you know, you're wanting to be a perfectionist. Yeah. You don't yeah, want to fail. Exactly. But I think my attitude's changed now where it's like, I expect to fail a lot. I expect to get it wrong the first time, second time, third time, but I'm not afraid of that. And I'm, I'm just, I go into situations and I expect to have to learn it and make mistakes. But my goal is always, okay, don't make that same mistake again. Or, you know, don't waste all that time. Like, is that also because, though, you, you, you've you got your mental state to a point now where you're realistic? Yeah, so a lot of other people probably. probably, they're so unrealistic with what they want to achieve that when they do fail, they just feel like, well, I'm not trying that again. Yeah, it, it stings and it hurts. And I think it's something like you would have asked you, like, have you had to overcome that? Yeah, definitely. Like, have you had times where you've failed and you never tried again? Yep. Yeah. All right. The fear of rejection. Let's go there. Yeah. I'm it's something I'm trying to like overcome and that is like whether it's going up to a girl and saying hello or that's the main one that's in my mind to be honest yeah. like you know if I'm if I want to ask a girl out or see someone that I find attractive and go and talk to them like oh, why is that so scary because I'm fearing rejection. I think I've overcome that yeah. based on like I'm so comfortable within my own skin now that rejection doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. I'm like, I try and switch and go, well, they're missing out. That's their fault. That's their decision. Okay. Like, don't worry about it, Doss. Like, just keep going. Fear of rejection is so interesting. Like, That's I've, another topic. Yeah. I've spoken about it before. Like the theories of the history of where it all comes from, which is, goes all the way back. But we, we've both done this in sales jobs, making phone calls and getting rejected. Like that is scary. Like we even joked about it on a couple podcasts ago, like how much it sucks ringing people you don't know and, even us at the moment, like reaching out to people about podcasts and oh, what if like I was playing this scenario in my head for age. I wanted to message someone about coming on our show and I just kept, I talked myself in, talked myself out, talked myself in and it was always like, well, what? If? And I'm like, you know what? If she says no, who cares? <laughs> like she says no. Yeah. You know, like, oh, and I was so worried about it. For what age. have you got to lose? Exactly. So I think if you, you know, yeah, you probably have to get to a stage in your head where you're like, okay, you almost expect it. And I think for me, it's come from just reading all these books and listening to so many podcasts from everybody that I admire. They've all the one thing they all have in common is at some stage they failed pretty hard. Yeah. And it's like, well, if these people that I look up to are doing it, then why am I going to somehow bypass all this? Spot on. So it's probably again, like we're running out of time. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued now. I think we jump into our, our own phobias and fears. Yeah. And and some of these, I've also just put a little note. Fears. If we, some of them, we might even want to conquer one day. Uh, Definitely. I think so. So, all right. Give us. Let's start. Well, my Doss. number one fear. My Go number on. one what fear is, is death. Yep. And it's much like we, this. Uh, probably the rest of the fears are going to be more of a laughing matter. Yeah. Yeah. But that one, that's just one of mine. I've always struggled with it. And that comes back to, you know, from when I was a kid. I will never forget a kid at primary school telling me about black holes, right? Yeah. In space. Oh, you know, one day the sun's going <laughs> to, yeah, you know, yeah. run out of gas or I don't know what the term is. I'm not No, that's what happened. The yeah. science teacher always, yeah, the sun, the sun will explode one day and suck everything in its path. Out. <laughs> and that's that true. terrifying. That's like, it's a billion years away. I know. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't I think know. it's a long time away. Well, I hope I'm not alive for that. But, uh, no. You know, how, how frightening. <laughs> yes. So I'll never forget that. And I remember my dad, like, I remember my dad coming to bed with me one night and just explaining to me, it's all okay. That won't happen, even though it will. But we won't be here for that wait. It's okay. But <laughs> that's so funny you like, say that. I was, and since probably that's one that I just remember as a kid, and then I've just kind of always feared death. Yeah. Um, like what happens after death? It's probably more not so much the 
what happens what death feels like it's more probably what happens after death that scares yeah, me of course because you know being brought up in a religious family and then there's there's so many opinions and voices in the world yeah. what do you believe no one knows no, no not one, knows. one person that knows. was one of the conversations we had the other night yeah we said like we the fear is that we don't there's some things as humans you can't comprehend and one of them we can't comprehend is eternity infinity infinity that's the word and yeah. beyond and beyond yeah those were <laughs> they're things we can't comprehend so they're naturally scary yeah just with the sun thing too by the way because i was told like it's like any star like it starts a certain color and it slowly changes and then once it hits this point it'll burst and that'll be it right the science teacher said billions or millions i'm feeling not, even, not, in, feeling my, even anxious not in my lifetime but i as a kid i used to look at the sun each day and be like yeah okay I think that's roughly the same color as it was yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're safe today, Mum. Yeah, we're, we're still got a couple bit more time left. Yeah, um, I think we've got another day in us. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, mate. I think we laugh. We laugh having a laugh now, but I know it does. You struggle with it, because, yeah, it and it all probably links back to what you've other more traumatic experience. Yeah, like losing my dad and all of that. You kind of hope one day you hopefully get to see your loved ones again, yeah. and there's fear that you know you might not. Or there's all those there's things. So much. Isn't there's, it? It's such a huge topic. But yeah, I'm working through that. Yeah. Now we get to the uh, the more probably entertaining type fears. The ones that are going to bring you a chuckle because they're very unique, some of some these. Some of them are very, very unique. Very unique. I want to get straight to number three on that list. Right? <laughs> I want to go straight to number three because this, this is, is one so, of... This, this is, is one of, And you only shared this with me probably last year. And yes. I, was gob- I, was, I was gobsmacked. <laughs> I could not believe it. And please, can you just share this phobia? It's it's I don't know where it comes from. Very strange. There's some things I'm that, not judging. No, I know you're not. There's some things that gross all of us out. Some people grossed out by vomit. I don't care if I see somebody vomiting, you know. But one thing that grosses me out and it always has, I can't deal with plastic drink bottles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. This is not a joke. I'm not, I'm not taking the piss. I think the conversation started because somebody said to me, "I've never seen you drink out of one." And I'm like, I can't. I feel sick. <laughs> You what one is it? Is it a little nipple on the top? <laughs> nipple. That's what it is. You is start, that what they I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's all of it. It's is it a, it's a all plastic. drink bottles or twisty tops or every? No, they're worse. Like I'm feeling sick thinking of what are those? What are those little fruity drinks called? The pop tops. Oh, feel ill thinking about really? it. Really, the smell makes me ill. The look of it. I, I just think of these horrible I remember as a kid like here's my trauma I remember as a kid in a water bottle like seeing a bit of backwash I think it's called like it's like little disgusting things and now I so can't is it not it's not the bottle itself is it the fluid inside it's that both. you like? it's everything oh. it's the experience uh, the ones that pop out I've never I'll never if you ever see me drinking Gatorade or Powerade I have to twist the whole thing off I can sort of do that but I can't can't suck on the nipple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's uh, <laughs> bizarre. It's bizarre, and I can't explain it. But I like, so, and I've even said this to you. So if I, I put a couple of drink bottles here, you would be no. angry. No, I wouldn't be angry, but I can't look at people when they drink. What it. if I fill this room full of pop tops? What would I, you do? I would kick your ass. I would be. I would literally probably get violent. Um, oh, gee, I don't want that. No, it, it's and it, it gets even worse. I can't even watch somebody like you you'll see me like everyone brings drink bottles with them to the gym or to like oh never you'll never see me carry like i'll use the i'll go and use a public tap like i'll happily do that but there's no way in hell you'd rather infect yourself with covid than uh, 100 than risking like, on a drink injected into me yeah no i i can't so if people say oh you never have i can't so and and, and people have given me them well, gifts I- for Christmas, I got Chris Kringle last year. Got a drink bottle. I'm not kidding. What did you say? No, did I you said, say I said, thanks Thank for you. that? I'm not kidding. I threw it straight in the bin because I couldn't. I couldn't look at it. I couldn't look at it. And it was, you would and rather it was throw it out than say to that person who gave the no, gift. No, I, I said, oh, thank you. It's a great gift. You know, go Saints. But at the same, it was a St Kilda. Yeah, St Kilda. And then I'm Cliche. just like, yeah. no, nah, in the bin. Wow. Yeah. One of mine. You want to know one of mine? Yeah, hit me. Well, which one do you want? I want number four on that list to start with. Yeah, I was going to do that one anyway. Someone doesn't like being choked. <laughs> no, daddy hates being choked. <laughs> I cannot stand, and not that I cannot stand, I just can't. I can't be touched on the neck mm-hmm. by other people. It's, I don't know. It's I can touch, I can touch my neck yeah. and it's fine. Whenever someone else comes anywhere close to touching my neck, oh, it's just so sensitive. You, I've seen you, you can't even let like your girlfriends touch it. No, even, I, I will never forget one day, I was getting a suit fitted. And it was a traumatic experience because <laughs> the bloke was doing my top button up and the very top one, obviously it's very tight on the top towards the neck and he was doing my tie and I was so tense, almost squeezing my fists together and nearly shaking. <laughs> and he goes, you're right, man. I said, yep, I'm fine. Like, get it done. 
and then he got it done and I just took a breath. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Wow. It's just, I don't know. Did you ever get bitten by... Maybe I got, in my previous life, maybe I got strangled to death. I don't know. Previous life, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what some people have told me. Maybe, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre, I know. Often friends and people at work, if I do something to annoy them, that's the way they get me back. And I... I do resort to violence. So anyone who comes near me thinks it's funny. Oh, let's get dos. Let's let's. No, this is a ripping it. gag. It ain't. No, don't touch his. I neck. will come in with with flying <laughs> fists. <laughs> no, don't touch dos. Don't no. touch his neck. No. no, I mean it's. Don't touch my neck, my back, my. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, cut it there. Thank you to uh, what's his name, Gary Neville. Yeah, yeah, greed, um, greed, absolute greed. <laughs> funny, like. My my serious one, which we've already covered, is is regret. But the, my second, my my number two, like my genuine fear, and I don't like them. I think I'm getting better, but I hate spiders. Mm. Like I genuinely hate spiders. I'm not scared of. Never been scared of sharks. Snakes. I've always. I'm not scared of them, but I've never seen a snake. I, f- I feel like if there was a snake in front of me, I'd be a little scared. Mm. But like things like that. Like I've never been scared of like supernatural stuff. Ghosts. No. No. Nah. Kind of stuff. Spirits. Like spirits. Haunted houses. Yeah. No. Fine, but spiders ghosts aren't real. Like I, I said once to somebody, I'm like, if you're gonna decorate for Halloween, go for it. Put up witches, put up, you know, pumpkins, pumpkins, spider webs. No, and that's <laughs> where I stop them. I say there's no spiders, and there's no spider webs. I don't like them. So I'm sure you don't like Spider Man the movie. Never seen it. Yeah, oh, but we well, you, well, never seen any film ever ever made. No. So I shouldn't have even asked it. Daniel Shuler does not. Pulp Fiction, great movie. Uh, no, one, but, one that I haven't seen. Well, this <laughs> great movie. Never can tell. Yeah. That's enough to watch great it. Song. Yeah, John Travolta. But but with the spider thing, I literally growing up, we in we had a family holiday house in the country, and I'm not kidding. Legitimately, the biggest spiders you ever see. Like oh, I've no. seen some. Hot, like I've had them on my and body. I've sat on some fucking chairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've Sorry, had. I, I've, I've had. Let that out. Then. No, that's oh. I've, I've I've looked. Like I remember as a kid, we had gum trees in our backyard. I must yeah. have been four years old, and I went to the toilet. And mum heard a scream. And I was sitting on the dunny and I looked down my shirt and it was a huntsman. Oh. Like on my oh. chest. I've had him in the bathtub. That bar- would traumatise me. I had a huntsman in my bathtub. I remember like I had these bath toys and I flipped him, like picked up the bucket, put him in and there was a huntsman in there. I remember gardening gloves that had spiders in there. And then on the on the holiday house, like I've just got so many bad experiences. So that one's justified. I've always had a real fear. I'm not fear, but it's... Did you ever... Like, I sometimes sit on the toilet to do a number two, right? When I was younger, I used to think, like, a snake was going to come You've from... You've seen a movie, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. it's called e- Evolution. I think it was a movie... Or it might have been Evolution, it's called. Ric Flair? No, no. no Hunter wasn't involved. No. <laughs> but I, I would always be sitting on the toilet, scared of, like, a snake was going to come up and, like... Oh, snakes on a plane. That was another oh. one. Yeah, Samuel Jackson. But, yeah, it's... Well, now I know that's one of your fears. Yeah. Well, here's one for you. Clowns, but more specifically, a certain clown. Please continue. <laughs> Elaborate. Clowns are freaking they are ridiculous things. And I'm I not, just, I've never seen the movie It. I'm not watching it. I watched it. I did watch it because I was on uh, a bus. At a date, were you? No, I was on a bus going to Canada. Oh. And I had, I, had yeah. time to kill. And, and they gave you a free movie and it was It, so oh, not scary. No? Not scary, no. But yeah, uh, one clown in particular was uh, a clown that I was very frightened of as a child. <laughs> His name was the Winkster. I'm looking this up. Oh. I won't show you. But I'm uh, looking we'll, this we'll up. put it. We'll put this up on our socials. Well, you have to make the video. Oh no! If I have to make it, so oh, I've heard Leanne talk it, about it. Was this Bar- it was a you know Barney the dinosaur, obviously, and he had a live show that it was in New York City at um, Radio Radio City. Was that yeah. the big theater in New York? And that oh, bloke- you saw this in this? No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, it, was, okay. it was like a live show, and like we. But the weird thing is. I was so scared of this guy, but every time we went to the video shop, I would grab that video to hire. Every time. He looks a bit like the pedophile from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> he does a bit. He does. He does. We'll put a little... Uh, what do, do you call him? Yeah. We'll put him Look alike. But yeah, and just his voice and his dances and... I'm looking at it's photos. Fri- it's, yeah. Can you please admit that he's very scary? He's scary Look, I mean, it's, it's for a kid. I mean, I understand. Clowns are just weird. Like, they, they look like... If you like, saw him walking like around as well. Oh. Yeah, it's... No. He, and he's... Like he pokes out Like and starts singing like, oh. and, and because it's like Very 90s mm. That's what I'm seeing It's like like The weird kind of makeup It's not animation No well, it's You a, know it's, funny It's, it's, it's a, Yeah it's It's yeah. a weird plastic Things on his front I oh. could see No I'll, I'll give you that And you were But you were scared Even to the age of One of my I, I, I was I was scared Like became a bit of a joke To my family That oh Wade's scared of the Winkster Even as an adult Oh <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm still frightened of him. Oh, there's some pranks coming your way. Oh, Dean. No, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Continue. Oh. No, because I'm about to share one of mine, so that's fine. So I was just always scared one day, my 21st, someone was going to dress up as the Winkster and come and scare me. That would be scary. Oh. That's fair. No, I you would have looked like a good Winkster, actually. That's no tips or... You know, I hope you don't have any ideas for something. No, so. I no, and I'm not. Doss is genuinely. Please, yeah, I won't. No, no, I can and I see. Won't, I won't go near your f- next fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you do look genuinely scared. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, speaking of things that scared me as kids, I, I, and I, I was the same as you. I was so for me, I kept going back. Uh, maybe I was trying to face my fear, but the, the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? The Witch. Have you seen the movie? I haven't. It's well, it's the first Disney movie. You should go watch it. Fantastic. Yeah. And after reading his book... Means you haven't finished it, but... Well, I've read that chapter. It's amazing. It goes <laughs> for 100 pages, it's that chapter. <laughs> but anyway, The Witch from Snow White. The ori- like it's, it, and this is a fact, right? And it's in the book. Is that when they actually originally aired that movie in 1937, because it's the first of its kind, first animation that's a feature film, and they had to reupholster all the furniture because most of the kids wet themselves. In fear, and they walked, and they couldn't get through the movie. They were that scared. They went out crying because it was that scary back in the time. And I kind of relate because I reckon it was one of the first movies I ever watched, and that's why it scared me. But even to this day, my sisters will attest to this. But it's animation. Yeah, I know. But you got to think if you if you're a kid and you haven't been exposed to anything, True. it's the first thing you see. It's very scary. So mm. even to this day, I can't look at it. I'm drawn to it. I was drawn as a kid. Like I kept watching kept the watching damn it. movie because I only just to try and get past that. You know, a bit like The Undertaker as a kid. Yeah. You know, we were scared of The Undertaker. I was always scared of Mark. And I remember looking at my dad and I was in total awe of him because I said, Dad, why are you not scared? I'm like, I hope I can get to a stage where I can watch <laughs> The Undertaker walk out and not be hiding behind the freaking couch. Well, I'm sure a lot of people A lot of people to relate to that. And I was one of those. Gwen. Oh, Kane. Kane. Undertaker was, oh, just his music. and oh, Yeah, shout out to mum. She um she got me through. Yeah. And just the last one on the list is, Doss is still afraid of my dog. Yeah. And I, that annoys me. Any large, any large dog, you know, probably up to my hip height. I don't do well with them. I, do, yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like I can't. They're so big that I'm mm. scared that they can just grab me. I love get big me, dogs. You know? love them. I'm more scared of small dogs. Mm. Scared you're going to hurt them. No, they nip you. Small dog syndrome. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, me too. Um, I think we've found ourselves another few future topics. Yeah, we have. And uh, we've got a couple of really exciting guests coming your way very soon as well. Yeah, so Joe Rogan's going to talk to us about his experience of Fear Factor, and that's it. That ain't uh, happening. But there yes. are there are yet. Some, yes, yes. Uh, but there, there are some. You know, there's a couple of people. Well, hope one of them hopefully next. Oh nah. I won't give anything away. <laughs> we, we, we've got some booked. We've we, got we're going to show you. We've got some booked in the next few weeks that are going to be amazing, and I'm very excited. So. Um, any final comments? Anything? Don't get anywhere near some of those fears. Yeah. Um, especially the one. Yeah. The Winkster. We won't talk about that I'm very frightened. Well, that's going to be on our socials soon. That's your fault. You said it, not me. And I'm not editing that out. So, yeah. On that note, I think we leave it. Yeah. Let's go skydiving or something. Yeah, let's do it.